0: listening to the Ed Reach network.
1: This Ed Reach podcast is supported by Ed Reach's own Theatercast show. Theatercast, hosted by Nick Kuzimano and Daniel Felis, is a show where theater educators and professionals share a passion for theater trends and ask questions of some of theater's most innovative collaborators. You can hear this trailblazing show at edreach.us/theatercast. That's edreach.us/theatercast. Now, enjoy your show. Ed Gamer, episode one twenty seven. Jerry, where are you going on that screen? <laughs> Jerry, Ed Gamer, episode one twenty seven. Let's try it again. Orange is the new Zack. Isn't that creative? I've worked on it for a while. This is Ed Gamer for Wednesday. Is this... Th- Jerry, what are you doing to me? Dude? <laughs> I didn't do that.
0: You Wednesday, did Wednesday,
1: January 29th. Good. 20- 2014.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, wrong Oh, my year.
1: word. It's not like we're professionals or anything. Ed Gamer's part of the EdReach Network. EdReach.us giving education a voice.
0: A gigantic voice. <laughs>
1: This show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We will give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. Wait for your dog to moan. Um, that didn't sound right. Tabletops and MMOs. That was odd. We'll discuss how these kind games of impact music. student learning, Jerry, and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. <laughs> I'm Zach. Oh, oh
0: goodness, Jerry. Jerry. You are devious. That's all i got to say. I hate school nights.
1: Hey. Who are you?
0: My name is Harry James. <laughs> and I'm a visual arts teacher in Schomburg, Illinois.
1: I don't know if I like the sharing Google Doc thing. Maybe I should just have you in a view only. Oh great. My name is Zach Gilbert and I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade soul studies language arts teacher from normal, Illinois. You know, as we sit here and talk and banter as he's messing around with the Google Doc. I'm just going to minimize it. I'm just going <laughs> to put it away somewhere else. Uh yeah, he's kind of he kind of messes around. Wait, your dog there. To moan. Yes. Yeah. Jerry is your which one's in the room with
0: you? Both. I'm on dog me. duty. The wife is at a school board meeting, so
1: Oh, she she's a board member?
0: <clears throat> no. She's oh, just at the board meeting. She's at
1: the board meeting. She's good enough though. Mm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: No comment? I I, I would agree. (laughs) She's better than a school board? I don't know. I don't know. Good? I I think
1: she's good. I think she's good. So, uh, let's see. Last week, I was on with Nilo.
0: Nilo. uh,
1: Nilo. And, uh, um, you know, his podcast. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, my goodness. The Smart on... oh, Oh. Jerry. Smart on air. Be on, smart on air. Be smart on air. See? Be smart on air. Yeah. <laughs> I was going smart on air. That doesn't sound right. Be smart on air. So, and it was very nice. We, we had, um, there was, he's, you know, of course, Nilo is from Sweden. There was, uh, uh, Kim was from uh, Sweden. He's from Sweden. Uh, then there's Kurt, who was actually at the corner of Switzerland and Germany and France. There's a town right there at the at the border, and Mm -hmm. then um, there was uh, two others. One was from southern part of Italy, and then there was uh, another one from um, Norway. Cool. So very, I can tell. I like Norway. (laughs) I like I like Norway. (laughs) So, uh, no, it was very enlightening. And, it, and those of you that haven't seen it, um, make sure you go on to the EdReach page. It's called EdGamer Special. Be smart on air. Uh, and check it out because it gives an interesting viewpoint of education from across the pond in Europe. So uh, that was, that was really nice. A big viewpoint. A big, big viewpoint. And we talked about, it was called Alphabet Soup. Mm. We talked about all these different types of acronyms. And they seem crazy.
0: cream-based or was it...
1: Oh, simmer down. So no, we talked about PLCs and PLNs yes. and. You would simmer down a
0: soup, actually. Jerry. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't know we were on the cooking channel. I, well, we could turn this into it. Okay. So. Are you ready? No, no, what we're I good. Thought. So I'm orange. Like the new guy, Fietti. <laughs> you need to make this all gray. So. Hanging out with you much longer, it'll be solid gray. Wow. Okay. So
1: orange is the new Zach. I'm wearing orange today. We have a dodgeball tournament for my student that is down at St. Jude's and orange is the uh, the color for um, for leukemia and that's the this color that used to support to show support for those that are fighting leukemia and he's been he's been doing very well. Uh, He's been you know, it's been going up and down a little bit but he just did a 24 hour chemo I can't even imagine Jerry I can't even imagine going through that so we have a dodgeball tournament this Friday and we're t-shirts uh, you know entry fees for those that are participating uh, we're going to sell you know uh, food and all the proceeds everything there is going to go towards um, go for Eric and help, help his family out so that's that's pretty exciting. Uh, we have a team of teachers. Uh, I'm part of a group of teachers that's in the dodgeball tournament, and I was very disappointed, Jerry. Mm-hmm. They don't use the same dodgeballs that I used as a kid.
0: What? They use these like crappy little soft, puffy <laughs> soft ones, things, man.
1: and they're light, and you can. Yeah. see It's like,
0: where is the hard? All.
1: Where's the hard rubber playground ball?
0: You know what you need to do is smack you need to, them
1: in the face, and you know. You need to break
0: into the PE storeroom and grab a couple shot put. <laughs> ball Nobody'll see that one coming.
1: Or cut open the dodgeball and then put in the shot ball shot hey put kid, inside catch there. This. Catch this.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. It should be a lot of fun. And I think we're gonna get a lot of people there. I just found out today that uh one of the local TV stations is gonna be coming oh. on Friday to kinda uh talk about the event. So very cool. It's From uh Bloom-Norm? It's to, What's that? From Bloom Norm. Well, actually, which is weird, we don't have our own, you know, TV station. We don't have an NBC or ABC or CBS affiliate. Okay. Um, it's all out of Peoria.
0: Oh, uh, sure.
1: And, you know, Springfield has one, but it's the capital.
0: Yeah. It's and, You know, What? I, I drove through your beautiful town. Yeah. Yeah, Nor. you waved. I waved. I, I felt did. it. I was down in Decatur for a few days. It was Decatur. nice. I, I get to play some uh, uh, serious Minecraft Time with my my nephew, so it was awesome. Did you? Yeah, we did a lot of building together. It was a lot of fun. Cool. It was very cool.
1: Cool. Hey, speaking of um, games, um, I'll type type it in here. But uh, one of the games that my daughter and I have been playing, um, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if it'd be so appropriate for school, but it's uh, it's an Xbox game called Lord of the Rings: War in the North. Hmm. So it's a separate storyline from the actual uh Tolkien story and uh it's bit, my daughter's been totally into it um, and then trying to learn about the different characters and so it's kind of been a, a gateway <laughs> drug for her to learn about you know Lord of the Rings and she's just totally into it and then on the flip side which you know this shows the wide variety that she's interested in they went to go see uh, uh Frozen oh, okay Disney movie and I guess it was awesome and she's so, movie well. so she's asking, who's the dark-haired guy, the ranger, you know, oh, Aragorn, yeah, that's, you know, Strider, <laughs> Aragorn. Um, and then starts belting out a song from the movie Frozen. It's, uh, there's a, <laughs> <laughs> one, one extreme to the other, but that's all right, it's all good. Or in the
0: north, so
1: <laughs> that's been a lot of fun. That's been a nice. lot of fun. Nice. Um, okay, first article. We got a lot of them here.
0: Not going to ask me how school's going or anything like that. Oh, Just gonna no. Skip right to no, it. how's
1: how's school going, Jerry?
0: I don't know. I haven't been there in a while. <laughs> We've had a few days, haven't we? Frozen out, yeah. Um,
1: it's been a little cold. been A yeah. little cold. Yeah. We you had Monday and Tuesday off, right?
0: I did. Yeah, went to see a movie yesterday. Other than that, that's about <laughs> it. Didn't even leave the house. Did you even did you did
1: you feel bad that you know, but, you had a f- a cold day, snow day, whatever you want to call it. And then, you know, hey, we're going out. We're going to go see a movie.
0: No. I had no <laughs> bad feelings whatsoever.
1: So I didn't actually go to the movie because I was working on stuff. And um, my wife took the girls to go see Frozen. And tons of grandparents <laughs> and kids at the movie theater. <laughs> yeah. So parents were at work. Kids were off school. They go see a movie.
0: Yeah, that's good. I saw Lone Survivor. Good movie.
1: Was it? You liked it?
0: As my man crush, Mark Wahlberg. It?
1: Yeah, he's pretty cool.
0: Mhm.
1: He's pretty cool. Matt Damon. See a man crush?
0: Uh, yeah, I like him. It's good.
1: Born, you know the Bourne? Oh yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, Jason Bourne. That's pretty cool stuff.
0: Okay. Hey. Um. um
1: oh. What? What? <laughs> okay. Where RPGs can improve?
0: Yeah, we have a little issue right now. We do. Screen share is not happening. Seriously. Yeah, I got nothing.
1: <laughs> so it's not even popping up for you, huh?
0: No, I can't get the the command up here at all. Do you want me to try it and then risk? Yeah, we can, can go <laughs> <get away. laughs> Wow, Check that's the old out. type of screen
1: share. <laughs> that's old school.
0: No, I uh you can try it if you if you got if you want it, but I got nothing here.
1: Oh, you know what? I don't either. Hmm. Googly.
0: We are screen shareless. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Okay.
1: So this is called Where RPGs.
0: You're gonna have to just close your eyes and imagine people.
1: Right. Where RPGs <laughs> can improve. And it's it's an article from Game Informer. It talks about, you know, there's if you play games, um, if you play a lot of games at all, you notice that some of these games it's it's kind of a it's the same I guess format. It's the same uh, um, structure. It's just a different story. It does some. Some of them don't go deep enough. So these are some of the things that they're looking at, and they're talking about. You know, one thing is eliminate random encounters. Um, it's been an RPG. You know, staple. Um, but it's it disrupts. Um, it talks about here landing back in battle disrupts exploration especially when you're trying to figure out where to go next and so it just talks about you know el- their viewpoint eliminate random encounters it kind of messes up the story quality side quests so just don't you know if you go off on a you know hey let's do this side quest and gain some experience points but don't make it really small you know make it worthwhile and then have it weave back into the story and st- next one step it up in the story department so I think these game developers just get so interested in making the making everything look beautiful that they don't spend enough time
0: writing the, whoa, the stories. Whoa, what? whoa, Take it easy, buddy. The arts are important, okay?
1: They are, and it don't helps.
0: go just throwing them out.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying you want to make it, but okay, if you want to create a game, Jerry,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, create a game. Who are the people that you want to have involved? You need artists,
0: right? The president. What? Well, you said, who do I want involved? I mean, uh, if the president Do you think he's going to be,
1: game, he's a good, you know, game developer?
0: He's clearly got funding behind him, so yeah, <laughs> I think so. But
1: don't you think they need, sometimes I think they throw these games together and don't really have true storytellers.
0: I'll tell you why because they <laughs> 'cause we don't uh we don't encourage enough of the arts in high school we we teach full lessons where you know in our game design class where storytelling is a huge portion you know like story mapping storytelling uh you know talking about different character and character development and things like that so yeah, now, if all kids were forced to take that class like they yeah were other
1: classes well, and then have it integrate within a uh language arts class, yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be. It. How about a um, kind of a co-teaching environment?
0: I would love it. That's the way things should be taught.
1: Co-teaching. You should. You should recommend that.
0: <laughs>
1: language arts and uh, story development. Why not
0: get somebody that's in that. Like
1: an elective class. Tried it, buddy. You have?
0: Yeah, I already shot down. Seriously? Yeah, we actually did. Uh, we did one a few years ago with a movie-making class. Tried that. Try to get language be, arts uh,
1: involved in that. Script,
0: script writing and visual arts. Language was all about it. We were all about it, but uh, couldn't couldn't do it because of uh, they can't have two teachers in a classroom at once.
1: Oh, you gotta yep. be kidding me.
0: Yep, all numbers game. Otherwise, they gotta pay two teachers to teach the same section. Never happened. So, couldn't you, uh,
1: couldn't you do a? Um, couldn't you ha- just have a larger class?
0: No, you'd have to have a two hour class. <laughs> Good luck selling a two hour elective.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Also That's cannot ridiculous. since it's tied with an elective cannot take over a requirement for something like English. So you'd be pulling all kids from an elective. Would never fly.
1: We just need to just blow up the model and just start over.
0: Yeah, sad but true. That's crazy.
1: Hey, to let you know, you know, not only this is my trusty orange, you know, <laughs> cup, so it's matching up today.
0: Does it have orange juice in it? No, it's agua. Way to not go a hundred percent. What Way to oh, not way go to, 100%. You, yeah. you had orange too much glass, sugar. orange... Too much sugar.
1: Okay, uh, like improve pacing. Bad. So sometimes the stories, going back to the article, sometimes the stories get bogged down, or they go too fast. You know, you need it just right. Yeah, no, you need to improve uh, the pacing, make sure the action... I mean, that's one of the things that we've we've talked about over and over again, is that it the, the game needs to keep you going, right? Mm-hmm. And it needs to kind of you know it sucks you in but then you you keep going with it and not have it slow down or just jump ahead uh, because it gets choppy the stories really get choppy um, you know there's other things here this is a, it's a good article I, it's it's been very interesting it was a good it's a good read um, but just go through it take a look at it I agree it's getting kind of boring with some of the role-playing games there's nothing new out there they try to Come up with new stories or make it look prettier and, and just doesn't do Yeah, I could I could see that being true. Yeah, not um, yeah. So let's go on to the next one. Um, so <laughs> stories definitely not school related, but this is this is something we've talked about for a while. Oculus Rift put mm. me in a game of thrones and made my stomach drop. That's <laughs> on Gizmodo. So This is something we've talked about for a while and talking about how maybe having like a holodeck experience for the classroom. So HBO is hosting a traveling Game of Thrones uh, exhibition, and they give you a uh, um, multi-city. It's going around to different cities throughout the country, uh, New York even going into Canada, and... You're basically going through a scenario of places, taking you to the 700-foot wall in Game of Thrones, but it's basically immersing you into the story and into the uh, some of the spaces within Game of Thrones. This is it, we're just making step step by step, getting better, and you know maybe getting these technologies into the classroom, having them interact with maybe Shakespeare, right, mm-hmm. or maybe worlds that you create, Jerry. Yeah you know, for storytelling, or have them go through, you know, uh, Hobbiton.
0: There there would be absolutely nothing more exciting for a kid than to create a world and then literally have a peer walk through it.
1: Yep, and virtual, you know, 3D. Yep. I mean,
0: that's and just... This is actually not hard because terrain design sounds odd, but terrain design is one of the easier things to teach because it rarely involves... Something like a character's movement. You know right. what I mean? Like if you think of all the different ways a character has to move, and the way the clothes fit on them, and the way that all the other stuff. We actually we teach uh, terrain design to freshmen in a in a game yeah. class, uh, and it's really that's through Unity, and it's very cool. And I can't, I, I, you know, it would blow my mind to have the ability to have kids yeah. like actually walk through that. Yeah. Very cool.
1: No, and it, and I'm guessing the reason is that you know that they've been somebody like HBO or Game of Thrones it's, just, it's a successful TV show
0: mm-hmm. so
1: they're going to get a lot of and it's great for Oculus because they're um, you know that's they're going to get huge publicity especially having it be connected with Game of Thrones yeah So.
0: how do I get one of those things
1: well I wonder if we could ever you know, see one and try it out <laughs>
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that was that was whoops. Yeah. Hey, let's go play that PlayStation 3 with that stupid <laughs> soccer game. What's what's that big glasses thing over
1: there looking look, yeah we oh, know, i've seen, I've seen out stuff of the like 80s. that before. that looks yeah, terrible that looks horrible oh, is that
0: the new power glove
1: <laughs> oh goodness i hope they have it at gls again
0: that's uh, yeah. we'll if definitely so, we're not allowed thing. to touch it they won't even <laughs> Probably,
1: you're it. like oh, you weren't cool enough to touch it you didn't want <laughs> to touch it last time you're going to touch it this time okay moving on <laughs> chromebooks and oh no apple tv sorry apple tv uh, looks like there's going to be a huge update to Apple TV, and they're talking about how they might connect Apple TV and Airport Express products, but then another part of it is talking about how you could actually put apps and games onto the Apple TV and Mm -hmm. use your iPad as a
0: controller or uh, your iPhone or iPod. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, so, I mean, is it... Because I could... I, I have games on my iPad right and I can transfer whatever is on my iPad you know I can screen share you can screen share TV. but playing it
1: touch it because you're touching it down onto the screen here but is it really I know you have some that you have like a driving you know you sure. kind of tilted the side and you it oh,
0: okay so screen. maybe the iPad would act more like a control panel
1: this would be a okay. controller okay. okay so instead of because if you're playing You know, Angry Birds. I I still have to look down at my iPad or my iPhone and touch it down here. So it's really not utilizing. Yeah, you can show it on the big screen, but it's not as it's not as uh, it wouldn't be as it'd be nicer to have it on the screen already and just have the controller as my phone. Yeah. So they're looking at getting into that universe Mm. of gaming. So that could be quite interesting. Mm. Quite very interesting. And that one's from
0: Nine to Five Mac have an article about it. With all the sensors that are in an iPad, it could be kind of cool. You know, there's so many tilt-shift tilt, tilt yeah. shift games already that that technology is built in, so it could you be. You
1: could have some serious precision.
0: Actually, you know what, I wonder if I could do something really cool, too, with the, with the camera, somehow. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know, I'm just brainstorming, like, I don't know what it would be, but maybe... Oh, oh, oh.
1: Got it. <laughs> hold it. You hold it up to your... Here, and it, it can watch your eyes. Yeah. And then if I'm looking up or down or over, I don't have to That'd tilt it. Cool. It automatically changes it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking that would be some cool stuff. When you have such a sophisticated device as your controller, that could be very cool. Huh. Thoughts?
1: Huh? Huh? <laughs> hey, hmm. Okay. So I sent this article to my superintendent because uh, we've had some issues with our one-to-one devices. I don't know if that's good that I should be saying that out loud, but whatever. Um, and you know, I had some kids that have not had a device for a while, so I brought my Chromebook to school, mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the students used it, and um, they're just the kids are like, of course, you know, because it's different. They're like, "Ooh, what's that? That's really nice looking," and they started to see that. Oh, it takes it's it's already on. You're already you're already to the the. Desktop, yeah. <laughs> it's, it turns on quickly. Battery life is great. Most of the, what, 80%, 90% of the activities and tasks that the kids do are done online. Yes, I mean, but name one device that does everything that you'd want to do. And I'm sure there's audience members out there saying MacBook or, you know, or a really nice laptop, but money-wise, you spend $200 on a Chromebook, yeah. and then I could actually have some – you'd probably have money left over to buy – two or three iPads per classroom to yeah. do other activities?
0: We're, I don't know. We're, we're extremely fortunate to have the iPads that we do in my district. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, if the money's available, um, I absolutely love what the iPads are doing. You know, the apps that, that are being developed for, for that kind of thing are, are pretty phenomenal, especially, you know, with a lot of the visual art stuff that I want to do. But I could see it being extremely enticing to a district at $200 a pop.
1: Well, and management of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ask Scott. Yeah. I mean, management of Google compared to managing, and I'm—I think he's come. I, it sounds like he's come up with a pretty good method for doing the iPads, but I don't think it comes anywhere close to what Google management is hmm. for the their devices. That's interesting. And uh, yeah, it could be could be very interesting. Cost wise, management wise, battery life—you have a nice keyboard. Um, and it's you're starting to be able to do more things on a Chromebook. You know, tablets, yes, tablets are out there. Tablets are very nice. They're getting better and better. Um,
0: but I think Google's doing very well with these Chromebooks. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm sticking with mine, but I can see the upside. Now, the only thing I'm confused about is the <laughs> the headline. Chromebook program explains why... Google's laptops have captured nearly twenty percent of the educational market. Is no that, is, is that good? What's well, the it's other eighty?
1: Well, but it's it's other laptops, it's other okay. uh, iPads, it's you know, other devices. Yeah. they were basically nothing. And if you look at the market share of Chromebooks for just regular consumers, mm-hmm. that has jumped jumped up dramatically too. You know, Microsoft came out ripping these, saying, well, you can't do this, and you can't do that, and really that's not true. And, oh, you, you, can't, you can't use it offline. Well, yeah, you can, but most people want it online anyway. Right. So for the basic tasks that people are doing, YouTube, you know, creating documents, surfing the web, playing some games, Chromebook does it and does yeah. it well.
0: Yeah, and I'm still at a point where if I'm typing something, um, I'm usually not doing it on my iPad.
1: Yeah. yeah, and and that's that's us. It doesn't mean that kids, you yeah, know, no, no, just because we yeah. don't do it doesn't mean that kids can't do it.
0: No, and, and I mean I type a lot on Glass. Like I, I type almost everything. I even type long emails, but I'm talking like papers, long papers, oh, yeah. you know. I'm thinking from a kid, like I don't, know, I don't know what my extent, I don't know what my cutoff would be, you know as far as paper length of what I would have to do to go back to a keyboard but yeah. there is one there's there's a comfort level still with keyboards but you're right yeah. maybe maybe that's me you know and
1: I don't know it's uh, now I'm seeing you you know it's been around a while but I'm seeing more and more of that holographic keyboard
0: mhm mhm
1: and maybe there's something that Apple does in the future that you know, maybe that makes it easier.
0: You know, th- there's a lot of people that have the wire, the Bluetooth keyboards that really do yeah. enjoy them, really love them. Um, but I got to carry it around. I haven't found the right one yet. Yeah.
1: Oh, I have. A, I use a um, uh, just the Apple one. Okay. I have an Apple one, and but I'm carrying an iPad. I'm carrying yeah. a keyboard. I'm like, and yeah. you know, going down to South by Southwest Edu, I'll probably take, I'll have my iPad, but I'll probably take my Chromebook, and I won't take anything else.
0: I, I'm still curious as to why Mac hasn't tried the technology with the like the Surface keyboard that to me seems like something that would have been on top of. Well there's of, others you know,
1: like Logitech has stuff like that
0: where like you can flat. Have
1: it, you, where you attach it
0: yeah like it's a flat no 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 but like the, the, the Surface one is the like totally flat it's like not even real keys oh. it's more just like uh,
1: yeah.
0: you know uh, I think there's I mean, some out there but I don't. I don't know It could be. I don't know.
1: Okay, so but you know the gaming aspect is that, especially with Chromebooks, it's getting better on Chromebooks. I you still can't without you have to root a Chromebook to play Minecraft, but I think that's going to change. I think that will change. I think most stuff will be able to get on uh, onto through a web browser, and that would make it you know having a Chromebook would be a no-brainer, especially for the cost. Um, Okay, just a, a flashback. This is um, this is on mindshift. talks uh-huh. about to inspire learning architects reimage learning spaces. So one of the examples they have is the playmaker school from um, um, Oh goodness gracious. What's the, So the playmaker school with oh goodness gracious, what's the company? Jerry game Desk. game desk thank you. Okay, so and then uh, a national architecture firm is working with a broad range of schools from primary schools and redeveloping inner city schools in NYU, Magnet, Wharton, and Duke is working with one of global partners, the Playmaker School in Los Angeles.
0: That so they're looking cool, at looking coming
1: hard. up with different, you know, they're, they're wanting to redesign classrooms, and they're looking at some examples, trying to make better learning spaces, and the Playmaker School is really cool.
0: Yeah, that's a great-looking room. That's
1: awesome. That. Wouldn't that
0: be great? I want that, yeah. Great. And
1: one of the comments is that, you know, teachers don't stand. There's no front. Yeah. <laughs> there's no yeah. front to this classroom.
0: No, it's gone. Yeah. It's great.
1: Say No more sage on the stage. We're guides on the side.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Okay. Yeah, you like that one? Have you say, Okay. <laughs> uh, winter Newsletter from Minecraft EDU, and that's Joe Levin, and Teacher Gaming is his company. I guess they've connected with Kerbal. Uh, EDU, the Kerbal Space Program, Kerbal, which is uh, very nice. It's it's gotten a lot of nice usage on uh, Steam. Hmm. Uh, it's a very cool game. Minecraft Geekraft. is now in, Minecraft EDU is now in 40 countries. Hmm. And one big thing that I've been uh, wondering about for a while <laughs> is that adding mods. I don't even know if you were able to do it before, but it says we've recently rolled out two long-requested features in development. Uh, we now have a mod manager. Allows you to easily download and install mods right from our launcher.
0: Should be and a modder.
1: There you go. And then they have a, a public version of World Library, which can will contain as many as uh, teacher-created maps and lessons that we can find. So that is going to be really cool. Hmm. Having teacher-created maps that I don't have to go out and build. If somebody's built a uh, Egyptian <clears throat> map, yeah, and lessons to go with it, download it pop it in. That's really cool. Uh, they're also working with QCraft, which is uh, I think it's a quantum physics
0: yeah, program to middle that.
1: schoolers. And that's through E-Line Media, which is very cool. So that's that newsletter, which we'll have in the show notes. Um, man, we got a lot here. Something that, somebody was asking about Greece. Um, I think it's uh, your friend that you did the Minecraft contest at SIT last year. What's her name,
0: Jerry? Uh, Amy Lamberti. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. She was asking about Greek uh, games and simulations. There is oh, a Greece.
0: Oh. I thought you meant like Greece. What? Okay. Like the musical. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Greece Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> like that one? I'm like, what's he talking about? Greece. Okay, um.
1: I want to say something so Interact is a company they they have these binders they that I've had for years on different simulations and it's not just it's not digital games these are um, you know these are games that you create your own maps and and boards and such but they do such a good job uh, for math, science, social studies you know US history, world history, government law you know the the world history ones. There's one for Greece. They have. I just want to pull. I wish our thing was working here, Jerry. Wish your thing was working. Wish my thing was working. And of course, we don't want this to work properly. Sure. Mine. Um, so they they have a Greek simulation. There's one on China, uh, the Mayans, the Egyptians, mm-hmm. the Vikings, Romans. Uh, Christendom, the Middle Ages. So, very cool lesson plans and simulations. And they've kind of gone more digital, so you can actually download some of these. Okay. Um, but they're, they're the Mesopotamia one, it's called Civilization, actually is a it's really cool. It's a huge map. I put it on um, poster, not po- what's the foam board? And then foam I have board? push pins and cork, well, it's a, like a foam, like the white foam stuff, it's whatever.
0: Foam core. You are the art teacher. I, I know. I'm not asking. I'm telling.
1: <laughs> I, I know you're telling.
0: It's a, <laughs> a map called Foam Core,
1: and they have rules set up for uh, you're trying to gather resources and complete tasks, and you're trying to take over different areas, and it's a whole. And the kids just have a blast with it, and it's basically a tabletop game that comes from these hmm. Interact simulations. So just want to share that because it's, I've used them for years and they're just a lot of fun. We, man, oh man, we've got a lot here, Jerry. Okay, there's only two more, right? Two more. Okay, uh, one that I tweeted out that seems to be getting a lot of hits. Tweet! And uh, this one's called, five tips for making your class as addictive as a game. And the five are the appointment uh, dynamic, be here on time get a prize so you know just making sure that you are students are getting things done at the appropriate time and making sure that there's a reward or there's a you know a positive you get positive feedback from doing that failure is not a bad is not a bad thing we all know that flexibility dynamic provide multiple paths to success huge that's huge Going from point A to point B, but you could have many different paths to get there. Um, And those could be, you know, using a game. They could be using uh, movies or music or writing papers or creating artistic works, right, Jerry? Mm. But showing that you understand the the content, so that's multiple paths. Uh, Recognize progress, right? scaffold, yeah. make things harder, and then you recognize the progress uh, and have that done as quickly as possible, because the longer you wait, the less
0: that the kids, um, you, you lose them. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad that it's a lot of things that teachers should do. You know what I mean? As opposed to changing the things that kids do in your classroom to make it better. It's good to see that, you know... Well, it's
1: the environment that you give them. Sure. Construction dynamic. And it's kind of funny here because it's uh, let's see, uh, some of the most successful games of all time, such as Civilization, and Minecraft, <laughs> use those. Uh, it talks about open-endedness, where kids are allowed to build.
0: We should check those out. I wonder if there's any good I like don't know. academic type I don't stuff,
1: know. especially Civilization.
0: I've or never heard of Civilization. Yeah. I think
1: we know a guy that's actually written a book on that too.
0: I think there's a fourth one, but I don't know.
1: A fourth one? What are you talking about?
0: Yeah, fourth, fourth civilization four.
1: Oh, four. Yeah, that's so in five,
0: yeah. five. No, no, there's no five.
1: Five's good. I like five. And just we don't have any computers in the school to run it. <laughs> it's not strong enough. Um, okay, and then right. one last one here, I think. Um, and this was, I think, this was tweeted out by. Uh, Oh, stop clicking there. I didn't uh, click anything. McGonagall, Jane McGonagall. She, I think she tweeted this out. How online gamers are solving science's biggest problems? And this actually puts together a lot of different games that um, that I've seen before and probably have on my Symbolo links, but Philo uh, for researching diseases, Foldit uh, talks about how to understand proteins, uh, forgotten Island studies organisms and assesses man's impact on land. It, these are Aetna and RNA, which talks mm. about RNAs. Um, so these are really cool science games. Um, uh, Whale FM. Listen to whales. Help marine biologists. <laughs> right? Um, but the this beginning of the story talks about how... Um, in 2011, people playing Foldit, an online puzzle game about protein folding, resolved the structure of an enzyme that caused an AIDS-like disease in monkeys. And they'd been working on this problem for 13 years. Gamers solved it in 3 weeks.
0: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. We gamers have a interesting way of looking at things, I'll say. Jerry? Yeah. I felt like I've been saving up these articles <laughs> we just kind of busted right through them so hopefully that wasn't too much for people and I haven't even looked at the event page people have been asking questions
0: well you know it would be nice if we could like um, use the question to into uh, sharing the screen yeah sorry.
1: Like, sorry sorry folks
0: yeah it's too bad you sorry. turned that off before we started I t- what what are you talking about <sighs> sabotage
1: I didn't turn anything off. Um, let me see if there's any questions on the. I'm wondering if there's something going on with the internets. The Googlies. The Googlies, because things are running a little slow. Um, now, no, but we have seven viewers, including mom. Hey, mom. No. Um, yeah. So I think that's it, Jerry. All right. I think that's it. Thank you. For listening to this week's Ed Gamer podcast, please follow us on EdReach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach Bye. network. Uh, have a great week.
0: Maybe we'll get a day off of school soon. <laughs>